All right. I just said, generate me a would you rather question to start my podcast with. And chat GPT says, would you rather have the ability to time travel, but never be able to remember where you've been or have perfect memory, but never be able to leave your current time and place? I don't think that's a great one because of no. course I'd rather have perfect memory, but never be able to leave my time. Oh, but and place that makes it a little bit more difficult. I was, I, I was thinking I can't leave that, my time. I'm trapped that, in my time. And that doesn't work though. Like, cause you, I don't, what would you neither. remember? You'd be a neither. goldfish. I wouldn't want to do either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would be the point in time travel? But, but whenever you return, you can't remember anything. So if time, if you went back in time and you just completely screwed up things, you would never know because when you got back, you wouldn't remember having done it. And therefore, mm. it would just seem like it had always been this way. Maybe yes. that's maybe, maybe time travel does <laughs> exist. None of it's just that none of us can remember having done it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see if we can generate one more? Sure. Um, uh, would you rather have the ability to fly but never be able to touch the ground again or have the power to become invisible but only when no one is looking? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's no point in being invisible then. <laughs> because there's always someone looking. Yeah, that's so great. You can get so close to the ground that you don't need to worry about touching it. I have the power to go invisible, <laughs> but only if no one is looking. ChatGPT has failed again. <laughs> I love that premise, though. I I love the idea of that. That's so funny. I'm going to do one more. Count. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a good. Because I could be invisible right now, but you wouldn't know because there's a camera. I I think that cameras I think the cameras would have to count because at some point but, someone will watch the video. But wait, are we all not invisible if no one's looking at us? Who's to say? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more. Oh, this one's a long one. Because it got tired of me generating new ones. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're gonna get here. you this time. <laughs> oh, this one he gave me an intro and everything. He says Welcome to the podcast. Here's a thought-provoking <laughs> would-you-rather question to kickstart your episode. Uh, it should be this episode. Um, would you rather have the ability to speak and understand all languages fluently or have the power to communicate with animals? Ooh, that's a good one. Mmm. <laughs> mm. I'd, I'd rather be invisible. when no no one is looking (laughs) forget forget the animal talk forget the people talk i want to be invisible oh man (laughs) right now i'm trying to house train a new puppy so i would i would give anything anything at all to be able to talk to animals i promise you that because then i could just say hey listen here's the deal we feed you we give you a place to sleep the only you're into this whole bargain is just that you use the bathroom outside. That would be the end of it. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> we we finance everything else. We take care of everything else. This is the one thing you have to do. <laughs> oh man, that's I hilarious. Think if, if I could talk to animals, we could we could come to terms with that. 
All right, so welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. Uh, this episode is pre-recorded and live-streamed over at YouTube, and that's Crowbar Kernel Panic on YouTube. Um, it's also in iTunes and other podcast apps. Uh, please like, subscribe to us however you choose However you choose to listen or watch the podcast, like and subscribe. Hey, did you know there's this new uh, podcast feature on YouTube now? Um, I, I only just found out about it. It started like three months ago, and they're still kind of rolling it out slowly. Um, but now you can actually mark your long-form video podcast as a podcast, and it gets like ah. a special... It's like a special like tag that it is a podcast and, and it just like gets rid of the video feed, I guess. No, you still have the video. It's exactly no. what we're posting now. Only we kind of get penalized now because we post these like long episodes oh, and people don't okay. watch a large percentage of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's uh, this better for discoverability because they are also, if you go right now to youtube.com slash podcast, Mm-hmm. Um, they have a new landing page where they're they're just showing these episodes that are now flagged as podcasts. Oh, okay. So it hasn't rolled out completely yet, but it's something they're going to be expanding on. So I'm 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 doing some some cleanup of our episodes, making sure the names are all formatted the same and that they're all flagged as podcasts. I'm going through all that right now. So um it it you know it'd be it'd be good an interesting thing. We we've this will be a new feature that's rolling out on YouTube and we've we've already been posting for a long time. So this could be, could be a good thing, but however you choose to yeah. listen to the show, just uh, please subscribe to us there. Give us a comment, thumbs up, whatever, whatever they have, everything. Email helps. us, whatever. <laughs> and definitely email us crowbar, kernel panic at PM.me. You can join us on discord. Um, I have a link to the discord in the show notes. Um, we had a new member recently that joined uh, to tell yeah. us about their arc a seven seventy. Um, and that they were not experiencing the same problems we were, which was, which is really right. interesting um, because such is the case with so many scenarios. I think you and I both came to conclusion that it was our monitors actually. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I mean, there's still a factor in there because it was, we had the same monitors with our right. NVIDIA cards, right. but it seems more of a compatibility it- issue with Intel I don't even think specifically to the ARC cards. I think that it's just an Intel yes, driver thing with because- my monitor. Yeah, well, I know specifically because I tried my laptop on it with oh, yeah. just the Intel card. I, di- I didn't load up the NVIDIA drivers at all, and it did the same exact thing. And I'm like, yeah. there you go. That's the answer right there. It's it's the monitor. It's not necessarily the monitor, but it's the fact that Intel is just not supporting that monitor because yeah. my monitor was specifically like an NVIDIA monitor like i don't know how to i don't know how to explain it because like i bought i bought the board for the monitor after i bought the monitor and i installed the board after Mm. the fact so it was kind of like a special case and yeah it was this whole thing so anyway so yeah i I got a monitor from work because i could take one from work from home and um it works fine i'm I'm using linux right now i'm on i'm on fedora 38 Mine works as long as I turn HDR off, and right. I, for some reason, I have to switch from, uh, um, I have to split from the DisplayPort to HDMI. But yeah, that's weird. Otherwise, it works fine. And I, I, I recently installed Arch and just installed whatever the you know the main. I didn't install like the testing uh, repository or anything like that. Mm. I just used the main thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, the stable. Yeah, and and. <laughs> 
everything worked fine, but I don't know because I didn't test that with those features turned off and okay. using HDMI. I didn't test that before. I think back early when we did our first test the weekend that we bought them, I think I did back then, but mm. a lot of, a lot of time has passed since then. And I don't know exactly oh, yeah. what thing it was to fix it, but uh, mine works as long as I have HD, uh, HDR turned off. And like you, Mine is a, it's a, it's one of the early G-Sync monitors. So yep. it's like an NVIDIA specific G-Sync uh, monitor, which might also be kind of complicating things. Um, but anyway, so thanks for joining the Discord. Uh, it was great to, to hear that input. And I'm sure that there's other people in the chat that it helped. And, um, and yeah, my confidence level of the RK770 is, is pretty high right now. I think for most people, it is a, a great, inexpensive card. I don't know what the I don't know what the prices are uh, most recently, but yeah, um, last time I checked, they were still and they've announced the new line now. Uh, at, they just recently announced the next cards they're going to release in the arcs. Yeah, so that's cool. I mean, I, I was hoping. I was hoping that they were going to keep going with these arc cards, and I was kind of wary a little bit with the whole situation with everything going on right now. And when they released them, or at least uh, yeah. announced them, I was yeah. like, oh, this is good. Okay, at least we'll have support for <laughs> a little while yeah, longer. I think, <laughs> I think it's only going to get better, man. I think it's only going to get better. Uh, so let's get into some news. Uh, I guess uh, it's kind of the biggest news and just announced yesterday. Yeah. yeah yep. you know, the day before yesterday. Um, but everybody's kind of been talking about it uh, today and yesterday. Red the the salacious headline but but is pretty accurate is yeah. uh red hat is closed sourcing red hat enterprise linux um and uh yeah so they are they are basically CentOS stream is going to be the closest thing yep. to um to source code for red hat that you can get without uh purchasing like their license going through yep. their customer portal um, I actually, actually, there's a caveat to that, but, but let me go through this article and then, uh, we'll get to it. It's actually funny because it brings in kind of a running joke on our show. Glorious egg roll, <laughs> um, posted about this, uh, this one, this one loophole they don't want you to know about or whatever the meme is. Oh man, I'm getting a, uh, ad blocker pop up. It's not letting me view this. Oh crap. Come on. Can I just say that I want to continue? And screw your ads, uh, but <laughs> but we love these guys, so you should uh, turn off your ad blocker to support itsfoss.com. Um, itsfoss.com says uh, Red Hat source code lockout spells disaster for CentOS alternatives. Rocky Linux and Alma Linux um, in trouble? Question um, mark. And uh, let's just read a little bit of this article, and then we'll break off into some speculation. So uh, Red Hat is known for. It's offerings such as Red Hat Enterprise Linux, CentOS, OpenShift, and more. Uh, while they are still a good part of the open source and Linux, uh, while they are still a good part of the open source and Linux, uh, they do not have a clean reputation. So they they talk a little bit here about the um, about how you know CentOS uh, Linux was you know basically killed off for CentOS right. Stream. Yep. Um, and recently they had the the layoffs that we talked about in the last yep. episode. Yep. Um, so it's kind of seeming like the IBM terrors are are, yep. are finally happening now. Yeah, it took them a little while, but <laughs> I mean, such as corporations takes a while. Yeah, but 
yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little scary, but it seems like seems like it could be. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to think about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I just kinda, I kind of have a devil devil's advocate take that you know I I I could see like uh, when we get into it, I, I could see some some positives here, but um, so uh, what's right, happening well. in recent announcement? Red Hat announced that CentOS stream uh, stream will now be the only repository for rail related source code releases. Uh, They're doing away with publishing sources for rail on git.centos.org. Um, and their reason for this move is the following. And they have a, a, a quote here. I actually have a link to uh, Red Hat's full article, but this is just the segment they chose to put in its FOSS. Uh, the engagement around CentOS Stream, the, the engineering levels of investment, and the new priorities we're addressing for customer and partner now make maintaining separate redundant repositories inefficient. And um, we can we can look at Red Hat's you know, full article if you want to, but uh, they describe sort of their in their article they sort of describe their reasoning for CentOS Stream, right? And how they think that's the right direction, um, and and then they also have this quote in there about you know they they kind of they want their focus to be on that and not to have to right. also maintain this this other thing that they're you know they're in their view is like archaic and unnecessary like they're like everybody should just move to this rolling release into S model. Um, you know, why would we maintain this other if we really want you to use this, you know? Right. <sighs> I don't know. I I, I just, I, I can't really get behind that because I'm like, what, what, re, what redundant repositories are they talking about exactly? Because they're, they're just closing source to rail itself, not CentOS. So it's like, it's not like they're, it, it's not like there is redundant. I, I just don't understand the redundant repository situation. Like, yeah. Um, well, so they were still, they were still supporting um, this source code because that's what Rocky and Alma right. and Oracle, they were, they were gathering that from a rail based uh, source code. Right. I, I, I don't know how they like I don't you know, I'm not a I'm not like interested in any of those distrusts. I haven't been in the uh I used to work for a CentOS shop. We we had CentOS and we had like a few Red Hat systems, but it was right. like 99% CentOS. Um and I was actually there whenever they made the announcement that they were going to CentOS stream. Right. Um and that it was no longer gonna be like a one to one, you know, you know, copy. And, um, it was like, you know, everybody was like, Oh, what are we going to do? And then everybody started talking about Rocky. That was like the, well, maybe we'll just migrate yeah. everything to Rocky, but in a corporation of, of the size of the one I was at at the time, it was like, can that we can't just on a whim, no, like, yeah, like switch everything over to Rocky. <laughs> and I actually didn't stay. I ended up going to a different position at the same company and now I'm even at a different position. So I don't, I don't really know how that rolled out. Um, and I'm, I'm not in DevOps in my current position, so I really don't know. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what our situation is there, but right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it could be that 
they just migrated everything to Red Hat. They just decided that, right. you know, they just upped their licensing so that they can cover everything that's, there. That's kind of what my my work's doing. I've, I've heard a couple of places they're just rolling it up to Red Hat. They're not even going to bother trying to do Rocky or any of that stuff. Yeah, I think that's probably what a lot of people are doing. And I think this is... I think that they kind of know that this is going to be the attitude at a lot of places. Yep. And if you if you are going to use another system that is not their li- licensed system, they would rather it be um, they would. This is my devil ad- devil's advocate time. Right. They would rather it be CentOS stream. That way you're contributing to something that yep, will it's, go- then, it's flowing down to them. Right. That will yep. then flow down to Red Hat versus they they contribute to Red Hat and then you build off of that. So, right. They're they're yeah, they're just trying to stop them from benefiting from Red Hat what what Red Hat has done on mm-hmm. top of CentOS stream mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But they're still at the front of this pipeline also because Fedora is the beginning of this. Like Fedora right. contributes to CentOS stream which then Yeah. Contributes like Fedora Fedora is like what what would you say 3 to 5 years in the future technically at yeah, least probably CentOS would be like one to two years in the future, maybe something like that. Maybe, maybe I'm a little off, but yeah. And then obviously Rail would be now. But um, I remember the first time I sat down at a Red Hat or it might have been a CentOS terminal. It was at that very, very old job. Yeah. Um, I was like, wait a minute. Shouldn't we? What happened to DNF? Where's DNF? Oh, yeah. Like why is it? Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. But it's it's yeah, there's there's a slow rollout too because they make sure everything is like completely stable. Yeah. You know, because that's what the corporations are interested in. They're not trying exactly. to get the RK seven seventy to work and no. play Elder Scrolls <laughs> online. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um so like I, I just I just worry about about Fedora in general. Because I, I just don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know if they're going to like take everybody off of Fedora eventually, like on the payroll at least. Um, I'm not worried about Fedora in general because it's community mostly, but I'm worried about the momentum that they've had these last three years that's just been getting better and better and better. And I feel like if they take all that money away and the people away, not that they're going to be totally away because they'll probably work on it in their spare time. But the momentum is going to slow down dramatically, and I think I think it's going to stifle Fedora for maybe maybe a little while. Could this be? And and I don't disagree with you. I'm just you know trying to be the other side of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, could this be? Not necessarily that they are in a way defunding Fedora, but more so that they're aligning, they're better aligning the pipeline that that they that they want. So mm-hmm. in, in, instead of contributing to Fedora and then that goes down to Red Hat, which then gets split off to CentOS and Alma and all this, but then those people are also contributing. So those, those right. things also go, they feed back into Red Hat again right. or back into Fedora again, or right. where, however that works. It, it, but instead they're saying we would like a more streamlined process where, you know, you're, you're welcome to contribute to Fedora or, um, or uh, Cent, uh, CentOS Stream, um, and, and uh, we're going to try to like foster that community, um, but right. we're also going to you know reap the benefits of yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. I, yeah, they're they do, like our section of it <laughs> yeah they're trying to play both sides of the fence <laughs> yeah now it's it's technically it's 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 open to their 
you know, it's open to their contributors, basically. It's open to their um, customer portal, which I think is how, you know, because I saw I saw an article that was talking about how this still fits within like they're not breaking any licensing um, right. because it's, it's still available in that way. Um, but well, also let's, let me give you the glorious egg roll tweet here. So okay. our, uh, <laughs> our Lord and savior, glorious egg roll. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and another YouTuber that I watch, uh, Chris Titus tech, he had posted a, Oh like, yeah. I saw that one. Tweet. Yep. Um, he says, uh, red hat rail nine, uh, going to be closed source question mark. Um, at least public, uh, probably still get source. Uh, if you have an active red hat subscription, probably means the death of Rocky, Alma, Oracle, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then in response to that, Glorious Agrawal, he says, just want to note here, the developer subscription is completely free and still allows access to Rail and its source code if you want exact package sources. CentOS Stream basically serves as a Rail upstream, so I understand this change. Um, it may seem confusing for some people. So... uh the first part of that statement is really the important part. If, if you have a developer subscription, which is completely free, then you still have access to the rail source code, uh, at least for now. Um, right. But you are not allowed to redistribute that. Mm. That's what, that's what I read. Someone else posted. I don't know if it was glorious egg roll. I, I might've read the same post as you did, but I, yeah. I read something and then he, he um, corrected himself in the next, post down and he There's said two replies let me see if that's what it is maybe the replies haven't gotten put into uh there's i don't know why this told me there was two replies there's a lot more than two replies <laughs> yeah there's there's a ton on the one i was looking at but the next one down or several down whatever glorious egg roll um or somebody posted again and said that it is available to you if you have the portal but you're not allowed to redistribute it which stops but that mm. stops um uh rocky and all them from doing anything because they they can build it but they can't redistribute it so what's the point now yeah. i mean i was going off of what someone else said i don't know if that's 100 percent true or not but yeah if it is true it then it's it is effectively dead um yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't know for sure but if if that's the case i don't disagree um Alma Linux, they posted on Twitter. They just like gave like an update to their community. They said, right. no need to panic, but it's more like, no need to panic. Don't panic, guys. There's, <laughs> there's no need to panic. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Don't Everything's worry. Everything's okay. I promise. <laughs> uh, we are looking into Red Hat's announcements uh, this morning and the implications for us. Uh, we will keep the community updated as we have a clear understanding of how we can work with Red Hat and our plan moving forward. I, I wonder if these distributions are just going to somehow become uh, spins of, uh, they're just going to base off a of stream. Yeah. I wonder yep. if they're going to do, they could almost, I, I'm just, I'm just making this up off the top of my head. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but it could be something similar to what um, uh, Manjaro is to Arch. Yeah, where it's like it's not a rolling distribution, but they kind of take that rolling thing and they break it up into like you know milestones yep. kind of thing. Um, Maybe but it's they'll still try really to, close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Maybe they'll try to like predict kind of what Red Hat's gonna mm. do. Yeah, or that's true. Yeah. Maybe they'll have somebody on the inside kind of sort of giving them information and kind of trying to keep it as close as they can. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um. So I don't know. All in, all interesting stuff. 
I have uh, the announcement blog. I just pulled it up. It really, the whole first part is basically CentOS stream focused. And and then the latter part of it is about the uh, the change to how they're going to distribute uh, rail source. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I, I I don't know. I don't want to say that, like, I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't been a sysadmin in, in a while. I'm likely not to be one again in my career. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I care as a community member, but I can kind of understand, uh, I can understand the frustration, but I can also understand the, yeah. why, why they may have made this choice, but I feel like, but here's the, where I'm cautious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, every news about red hat in the last you know two years or however long it's been since they got purchased three or yep. four years now it was like 2019 right 2018 2019 something yeah it wasn't quite 2020 yet because i don't I think know it was that. 2020 yeah yeah um it's funny 2020 is now the milestone in all of our yep. lives we think about <laughs> whether <laughs> was, was i at was home? it the before times or the after times <laughs> hmm. before tiger king or after tiger king yeah, or tiger king <laughs> <laughs> um the uh yeah i i every article that's come out since that acquisition i have had an approach to where i've been like let's don't like you know i kind of understand it kind of you know what i mean like i've kind of been on the fence about everything that's come out since then yeah like it's 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 almost like a it's like a a cause and effect of ibm Mm kind of situation like it's they bought it, therefore this is happening. They bought it, therefore this is happening, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I, you can't get you can't get too crazy with it because, it, it, you know, you'll never know what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I can tell you, though, as somebody that works in corporate IT and having had a, you know, worked in DevOps and sysadmin. Yeah, right, right. I can tell you that moving to a rolling, at least it could be different corporation to corporation. I've only ever worked for one major corporation. But... I can I can tell you that moving to something that is more evergreen is more like rolling. Like, you know, it used there was a time period where sysadmins were like, we just never update because when you update, it breaks. So we yeah, just never right. update to now. The philosophy is you update as much as possible because then less things change, which means that less things break. But you have to update because otherwise yeah. you're just like, you know, you're just you're going to be mining Bitcoin and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all your files exactly. are gonna be are gonna be stolen. You got you gotta pay Locked some up. ransomware. Yeah. <laughs> um and so I mean I could see I could see that this this would be like something like stream would be the direction of yeah of corporations. So I mean I'm not totally against that philosophy. Um but I think it's the losing of the other thing that's that makes yeah. it uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good old IBM Red Hat. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't heard anybody talk about this yet. And I'm sure someone somewhere has, but just in the media that I follow, I haven't seen anything yet. But I received an email from System76 about a, a privacy breach. Have you heard anything about this? No, I have not. Yeah. So, um, huh. That's interesting. Yeah, so I I got it's it, it only affects me in the sense. Well, I'll, I'll, when we get to the part where they show what was exposed, okay, um, yeah, I'll tell you how it affects me. Luckily, I've moved and I've changed my phone number, so it 
you know. So uh, they say, hello. <clears throat> There's been an ongoing issue with our website that allowed some customer data. It's, it's funny to jump right into it. There's no like preamble or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I respect. Um, there's been an ongoing issue with our website that allowed some customer data to be viewed in in the source code of publicsystem76.com. Um, my team is very security minded and an incident of this nature is of significant concern. Before discussing the details, I want to emphasize the following. Your system76.com account credentials and credit card numbers were not compromised at any point. Um, when did this occur? They say it happened on March 17th and it was resolved by May 26th. And uh, what was exposed? So uh, name, physical address, email address, and phone number was what was exposed. Um, now, like I said, in my scenario, I've actually moved and gotten a new phone and the email that I used with them, I still have it. And it's still an act. It's still an mm. active email, but right, it's, right. it's like, it's an email that I made whenever I was like 16. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's got <laughs> it's so much a, information on it. No one can tell what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's got a stupid name and I don't actually use it for anything professional anymore. I don't even use it for like, you know, I don't, I only use it for, Back whenever I got a laptop from System76, which again was pre-COVID, it was like 2017. Right. I was, I was still using it back then, but I've since replaced it with Proton Mail, and I uh, never use it. That's yeah. why. That's why I didn't receive anything because I never bought anything from them. Yeah, you you have a System76, but you didn't buy it directly from them. From them. No, I don't have a System76. Oh, I thought I, you did. I thought no, you did one I don't. Time. No. No. Um, I was thinking of getting one, but I never ended up doing it. Yeah. Um, so they say again, your credentials or credit card, uh, were never compromised. Um, and, uh, they go on to explain that can any of this data, uh, still be accessible. This data was embedded directly into the source code of our website. So it will be included in any archives that were taken during the time period. Um, Ooh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, we have already been in contact with the Internet Archive and have and they have removed their data. But hmm. there are other potential places where it could have been stored. Yeah, because sometimes. Yeah, you can. Anybody can clone it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's like bots out there that will just yeah. you know, download copies of. the. Yep, Internet they'll archive. just scrape anything they can get. Yeah. Yep. Um. What pages on our site contain the data? So due to the nature of the flaw, the data being included uh, to some extent to the on every page on our site. Wow. Wow. This is crazy. Gee, I can't yeah. believe no one's talking about this. Uh, I, like I said, they may be. I just I haven't caught it. And in, in, I haven't I haven't heard anything about this. Uh, why was there a delay before resolving this and making an announcement? We wanted to do our best to clean up the residual customer data that was easily accessible before disclosing the nature of this leak. This involved working with the Internet Archive to delete yeah. a copy of the data uh, before public disclosure, which makes sense to me. I mean, yep. they don't want to. That was make good. A big yep. announcement. Yeah. Um, it's just like the people who do who do the the bug. Uh, what are they? What are they? The the zero sprints? day. Yeah. Zero days yeah. and stuff. They don't want to release them right away because then everybody will just go try to exploit them. Yeah. Uh, why did it take so long to discover? 
Um, so they, they go in and I don't need to read this whole thing, but, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, one that it happened and two that you're not hearing a whole lot about it. Um, but I yeah. think it's because I, and, and honestly, and I'm not, I'm not that upset about it. One, because it was for me, it's kind of bogus data. That's not really like what they got my name, some old address I used to live at. Yeah. Um, but I also think the system 76 like is in the good graces of the community. And I think yeah. that their response to it, especially even going so far as the, like reach working with the internet archive. Yep. I think that, um, you know, I, I think that there's some goodwill there. This sort of thing could happen to anybody. We see it happen every day. Yep. Um, but still, nonetheless, uh, in yeah, our this, community, this, yeah. system 76, <laughs> there's a pretty good likelihood that the, some percentage of our audience uh, has purchased laptops or something from yep. system 76. Uh, yep. So I can think of three people there. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. Interesting. Inter- and I almost missed it because, like I said, I really don't check this account that much because right. it's just so full of spam and crap that, like, it's not even like I just don't even like check this account anymore because I just know that it's just full of stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. I get you there. Every once in a while, I go through and I, like, you know, hit the checkbox to select all. <laughs> and I do it for like five pages of stuff. And, delete. and then I, I quickly scroll through the pages just to make sure there's not anything that sticks out to me. And I don't know why I stopped to look at this one because, you know, the day after this, I got some uh, some email from System76 saying like, oh, check out our new Onyx Pro or whatever. It's, it's like, g- give it a day or two, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably know, just some automated <laughs> like system <laughs> sending it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's funny though. Um, you know, I met back, I don't know how they are now, but back then they were like an extremely small company. And I met a few of them at Southeast Linux Fest. Oh, yeah. 20, 2018 or so that's pretty cool yeah yeah and it was the year that i had just bought one i I think i had just ordered one i was still waiting on to come in and then they had they didn't have a booth but they had a representative there like a community representative or something there and you know they're from like california or somewhere so i mean Uh, colorado colorado yeah either way yeah he flew all the way to the east coast um and uh just to you know make an appearance at that's pretty cool Linux Fest of the Yep. Hey, that's how you get your name out there. Yeah, I know. We we should we should do some Southeast Linux Fest. Um that'd be cool. I've been to a few of them. I actually went to I don't know if it was the first one, but it was an early one. It was at Clemson. It wasn't even now it's in North Carolina. Ah. Yeah. I live I live in Anderson, which is basically Clemson, and it the original ones were like at Clemson University. And I went to one of them. Um, and it was like so early. Jono Bacon was there doing a uh, Ubuntu <laughs> community manager talk. Like it was uh, wow, so long ago. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's all I had in the in the news. Oh, I there's a, a really cool project someone posted on the Discord. Yeah, yeah. This one's really cool. Voices of Wonderfall. Um, Wonder Wonderfall. I never know how to say the double V. Oh, thing. I think I think it's Vardenfell. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. I was reading I'm it as I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. I was reading it as an N, but the, the double V is what throws me off. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. Yep, yep. Um, so uh, this is a community project to voice 
um, they're wanting to fully voice Morrowind. Now they have That's a uh, pretty cool. <laughs> they have a video that it's in our Discord. I'll link it in the show notes here too. I thought they were making a call out to voice actors to come voice oh. the quests in the game. But no, they're using this Elven AI in yep. MWSE. Uh, it's it's AI generated voices. Yep. And it sounds so good. Like it, I really thought it was voice actors. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, cadence, some of the stuff is good. Yeah, like some of the cadence was like a little odd. But yeah. I chalked it up to like, well, these are these. Are, this is a fan made thing, and they probably recorded <laughs> that part, and then yeah. like a week yep. later they recorded that part, and it didn't quite <laughs> mesh up. But no, it's it was it's all AI, which is crazy. That is yeah. so wild. It's which I, I didn't even realize that. Now, I also wonder how long is this project really going to take? If like really, are they just copy and pasting the quest text into this AI? Probably and it, and it generates it, and then they must have to do some cleanup or some like the cadence thing I was talking about. Maybe they yeah, do I'm some, sure. I'm sure they have know, to edit it a, adjustment and editing to make it smoother, but. Yeah, uh, it's a really cool project. I, you know, recently I've been addicted to Turtle Wow, and <laughs> I've been looking up other like Wow private servers. Um, right, right. There's there's even some other obscure MMOs that now have private servers, and like I'm 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 getting this this interest, which I've had before, but I'm I'm getting it again uh, of these like fan led community games, like where it's like some game that like has just long since been. Yep you know, out of uh, vogue and the the fans are just trying to resurrect it out of nostalgia, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, this is a really cool project cause it's in that same, it's in that same vein. Yep. Um, I have to keep an eye on it. It kind of, it reminds me of, of the modern elder scrolls, like elder scrolls online where all the quests have like, you know, depending on your choice, it's all yep. voice acting, yep. which um, even, even based on today's standards, it's amazing that every quest in Elder Scrolls Online is voice acted. That's pretty. Yeah, wild. I know. That's, that's <laughs> there's so much. Like, yeah, I, I would love to know their budget for voice actors. That's a lot of content there. Yeah, <laughs> even if they're cheap voice actors, it still has to be astronomical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably just have a, a a group of really talented people that can do like different. <laughs> different voices <laughs> they, had, they had a group of very talented people do some voice acting and then ai did the rest now <laughs> yeah that's the thing why don't why don't they just use ai from for the rest if this project like, is successful couldn't they just do that yeah and, and this is the thing if they had a good enough sample for the ai yeah. to learn off of it could be that that good because yeah. it would have a really good thing to learn off of oh yeah yeah that's true speaking have you, have you, well, have you heard the Jay Z? Uh, there's a song. It's called "The Savages." I it's, think I think I know what you're talking about. It's such a good song. I've listened to it. Like I listen to it in the car. Like it's it's like one of right now. It's one of my uh, favorite uh, favorite songs. But it's uh, it's got uh, Jay Z is like a guest vocal in the song, and it's not him. It's all AI generated. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, the AI voice stuff is just—it's getting—it's <laughs> getting wilder and wilder. It is a it lot is. of times you can tell. Um, a lot of times you can tell, like all the comical, like uh, Trump and Biden ones. I saw yeah, one the other yeah. day where it's like 
Joe Rogan, Trump, and Biden, and somebody yeah. else are all yeah. playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Those ones are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you, can, they don't sound they don't sound real, but you can tell what they sound who they're supposed to sound like. But like, like this, yeah, like parts of it sound real, but yeah. the transitions between them is right, what is right. what you can tell. <laughs> so I think maybe that's what this uh, uh, Vardenfall project is. Um, that maybe that's what they're having to adjust is to. Yep, make it sound natural and fluid but yeah the jay-z one it's like it legit sounds like jay-z i know um, that stuff's crazy so uh steam next fest is going on right now and if you ever wanted to try out a demo of some indie game there is some there is some major games on there also but it's it's a really good way to as a linux gamer go try some stuff out on proton before you buy it yeah. A lot of it is like soon to be released or I remember there's one game that I really liked on there that was like a, uh, oh, you better follow this because it's it's coming <laughs> out this year and it still is not out. So like, yep. you know, <laughs> I have like three that are like that. Yeah. It's been 10 years and they're still not released. It's like, it's come hard on. to tell. Um, I don't know anything about these games. I literally just before the show just went and, and looked at some that I'm interested in playing the demos of. I haven't had time to to do it yet, but we got three days. So it ends on the 26th. Today is the 23rd that we're recording this. I should try to get this posted tonight. That way it'll be relevant yeah. still. Yep, yep. Um, so we have three days um, that you can uh, go try some of these out. And a lot of times, even after the fest, the, they can still leave up a demo of their game. So, um, Yeah, yeah. A lot if, of times they do. Yeah. So if you see it on the fest and then you mark it as follow or add to your wish list, a lot of times they'll still have an available demo. Not always. I remember there's a few that I tried last year that when I went back to it, they did not have, but right. And the not. So I'm going to present, I don't want to present my whole screen. I want to present this tab. All right. So I'll start with uh, Luto. So Luto, this is a make sure it's going to come up. There okay. it is. So Luto is I've watched people play it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's a horror game and it's one of these like um, it kind of became sort of a, a subgenre of indie horror. Uh, right. The uh, spooky house. Things change as you walk through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it kind of was a, a spinoff from there was the Silent Hills. Um, I can't remember the name of the demo, but there was a there was a PlayStation demo that kind of spawned this whole like subgenre. And, and a lot of times, right? A lot of times they're garbage. Um, yeah. But I watched someone play this one. This one is really clever in the way um, it does that whole thing. I I do believe that it it is falling into that you know genre scenario. Right. Yep. But I think it is a really good uh, adaptation of that. Um, yeah, I mean, once in a while, even the cliche genres, yeah, always someone, there's always a new thing that somebody does and no one's thought about, and you know they revive it kind of in a way. Yeah, like I love the doesn't this shot that's, just look awesome? Yeah, that's freaking cool. <laughs> I love I love the guy in the way distance. You can see like there's like a like like that figure right there that you're showing right now. Like see way yeah. in the distance. That's pretty yeah, freaking but cool. But the hall is lined with all these other ones. And the uh so that's one of the cool things about the game is the uh that that cloth draped over the figure 
um, in a, in a way is kind of like silly, but also creepy. Yeah. And just mechanically the way the game is made, it's done very well where it's, it's a very realistic like cloth effect over this like body. Yeah. The um, physics and, are, are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. It's got like a, like a realistic, but not realistic kind of look to it. It's one of those like in between. Like yeah, you can tell it's the, not real, but you can also kind of think uh, maybe it is real. I'm going to make sure that if I full screen this look. Oh, it does. Yeah, you oh, got wow. it. Yep. It actually does. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty realistic uh, scenery. Now, in what I've seen of it, it's it's just a small house. My, it's, it's struggling to uh, stream it and uh, show this at the same time. But there's some really great videos of people. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks good. To be honest... As I get older, and I actually was just talking about this today with another guy. I want games that aren't like huge anymore. Yeah. Like I just don't have time for it. And as we've gotten into our RPG maker kind of situation going on, I've been yeah. playing RPG maker games and most of them are so small or a lot of them are smaller that it's nice to be able to actually complete a game. You know, <laughs> I forgot yeah, what I'm that with feels you. like. I'm- I'm kind of, uh, I was thinking about that and, and for the sake of the podcast, it works out good too, because then you can kind of complete something and review it. And, yeah, exactly. And I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. There's, um, there's a game that I recently purchased. It was only like four ninety nine, and it was like a PS one style, uh, survival horror. Right. Uh, I can't remember the name, but maybe I'll finish it and review it next next episode. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm really getting more into these like sort of shorter indie developed, you know, games that are more either nostalgic or just unique yep. in some way. Um and they're cheaper. To, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I picked up uh, Diablo finally. I picked up Diablo four. The Diablo four, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's really cool. I like it. It does I was I was looking like it scratches the Diablo itch that I was wanting for a while, but like, I'm not super in, I'm not super, uh, you're not staying with it. Yeah, I can, I can, I'm going to fizzle out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it a little bit, but I'm not going to do any. I totally know what you're talking about. Dude. Yeah. I'm not going to do any <laughs> in game content. I'm, I'm going to be interested in it long enough to kind of get the, the feel and then I'll move on. I'd much rather play something shorter. Yeah. I'm with you. Yep. With you. Uh, so speaking of Diablo feel, um Ooh. this game here is called The Legend of Capa Negra. Let's see if it'll do full screen. Oh, it's working pretty good. Um so oh, now it's slowing down. So it has a very old school uh feel. It is uh, Oh yeah. much lower poly. RuneScape uh, almost. Yeah, it's it's like a Diablo like like more realistic than Diablo 2, Diablo Diablo 3 maybe. Yeah, but lower poly than Diablo three. There's 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 less like foliage and stuff than Diablo three. But um, yeah, yeah, right, right. It seems like it is just a slow paced, uh, high fantasy, you know, a dark fantasy story. Um, and uh, it's it's it just seems really cool. It seems uh, really nostalgic to me in a way. And uh, I think it looks like something I'd want to pick up the demo for. It definitely looks like something I'd want to pick the demo up for before I bought it. I'll, oh I'll yeah, hundred percent. Because it looks that. like it, it. It might be good, but it also could be one of those things where there's like a really nice looking world, but not a lot to do kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it. It strikes me as uh, either single developer, or small developer team, development team. Right. Um, 
Not yeah, that they can't be good, but there's a higher chance of them being not fully developed, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so this one is a lot of fun. The This game is called Myth Force. <laughs> Myth <And> Force! <laughs> what, what struck me about it is that it like <sighs> looks like you're playing a cartoon. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like this it's like this cross of oh, the video frozen or open it. It's like this cross between um like old Dungeons and Dragons That's cartoon. So weird. Yeah. Mixed with like He Man cartoon. <laughs> or or <laughs> Thunder Thunder wrong. Thundercats. Thundercats. Meets, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so crazy. It's it's like cell sated to the mat max with like yeah. these like thick outlines and it just looks like you're playing a cartoon. It's literally like a comic book cartoon came out, came into life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This looks really cool. I just want to play it to see what it feels like. You I know, games that. like with games like this it is, it either feels great or it's like, okay, that was neat. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that was a cool gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep playing it, but it was neat. <laughs> I like the animations they did. They were really, uh, really smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It could be really cool. Um, and then I picked a pretty diverse group here. And then, uh, this is another game development idea I had was, uh, a, a point and click game, like a point and yeah, click puzzle yeah, yeah. adventure game. Um, so they're I, a lot easier to develop. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that they have like engines in the same way that they uh, do. Yeah. RPGs do. Um, but this game looks, looks really cool. Um, I'm going to have to, Oh, uh, this is different. Yeah. It's 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 like a side scroller, yeah. But it's point it's, and click. Yeah, it's like a point and click hmm. adventure. You have to solve puzzles and things. I don't even know if it has combat. Um, and it is uh, it is the shape of fantasy. Yeah, Vern, the shape of fantasy, and it is you are Jules Vern, but you're ah. playing through like an adventure that would like come out of his imagination. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. Wow, yeah, so it's a pretty <laughs> neat concept, and like, yeah, some of the uh, some of the pixel art scenes are just so simple, but they're gorgeous. Still, really gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, I'm kind of interested in playing that. I, I'm I a tried, little biased on pixel art. I love pixel art, but <laughs> I, yeah, I'm getting into it too. I remember in early episodes I was criticizing it, and then now all of a sudden I've gotten into it. So, some somewhere along the line, I I uh, I figured out what people like about it. Um, the, um, the thing about, so I, I tried playing one of those games, beautiful pixel art, uh, st- story driven point and click adventure game, mm-hmm. but the story was so convoluted that I, I lost interest. <laughs> yeah. The story is, that's the thing. Like if you're going to do a point and click game, the yeah. story has to be almost 80% to 90% of your game like development. Yeah, I know. Because think, you got to have a good story. <laughs> I think, but I think that, th- so this one was a highly rated, like, I think this one was highly rated in that community. Uh, let me pull up my steam. I'll tell you what it was. Um, and so I think that I just have, I've just, I've never really been, even whenever I was a kid, I didn't really play those types of games. So that's yeah. a, that's something there's people out there that are as nostalgic for that as I am for like vanilla. Wow. You know, like that's like, yeah, they, they grew up doing that. It's like their, their favorite genre of game and they just eat it up. And I think that community, I think they, they yearn for the convoluted storyline, man. I think, (laughs) I think that they want that. Yeah, Uh, definitely. uh, 
<laughs> Definitely could be. Could be that. I mean, like I grew up on that kind of stuff. Like I, I did the mm. more educational route for that. Like like yeah. um, point and click kind of like, ooh, I remember find I had this the math color, game. you know. I had the yeah, math game like, where you had to you had to do math puzzles to shoot numbers. Yeah, <laughs> like basically. Math yeah, blaster yeah. or something like that. Or like Carmen San Diego kind of style. Oh yeah, yeah. We did that in school, yeah. Carmen San Diego. I forgot yeah, about so that. So like uh, that kind of stuff I grew up with, but like it for me to be grabbed into a straight up point and click like that game I, I think i could get into a little differently because you can move your character and stuff it's not only point and click it's not like you're looking at a photo and you got a point and click around i think i can get into that game a little more but if it is a like single photo like you got a point and click you got to really have a good fluid yeah. story i've watched videos of people playing those types of games yeah. and uh some of them are really cool even the ones that are so super simple just photographs and then, you know, someone has arranged yep. what you can click in the photograph. Right. Um, this one, I'm still, I'm trying to find it in my Steam library. So the game I was talking about earlier that was like the PS1 Silent mm-hmm. Hill style game was called Lake Haven. Lake okay. Haven Chrysalis. Um, what I've played of it so far, it's really good. Um, it seems like it is a short game, but, you know, maybe like four to six hours. Um, but I've, I've played like two to three hours of it and it is really good. It's awesome because you carry around a gun and I've not fired it. I've not even seen anything to shoot at. <laughs> you're just walking around this creepy, uh, it's not even a mansion, but it's like, you're just walking around this creepy house and finding different keys and different clues and things. Um, that's not the game that I was talking about point and click. I can't find it in my list here. Um, another short game. I meant to talk about this on a past episode and, and I didn't. There's a game um, we we talked about, uh, oh, the Stanley Parable. Yes. By that same developers, uh, there is Dr. Langs- Langaskoff, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald. It, it's a long title. Huh. It, it's like an hour long. It's a super short game, and it is awesome. It's free, <laughs> and you should download it and play it. it it's You would really like it. It's like... A, it's similar to what Stanley parable is where it's like this, like you're in a game. So it's like the the premise of the game is like, you're in the game, but you're like behind the scenes. Whenever you join right. the game, there's some other player playing it. Hmm. And so the, there's this intercom voice. That's like, Oh, you're not supposed to be here yet. Uh, well, here, will you help me real quick? We'll get this. We'll, we'll, <laughs> and, and so you have yeah, to kind yeah, of yeah. help this voice. Um, but you never actually see the game because you're just doing the behind the scenes stuff. Right. Hmm. Um, interesting the point, the point and click game was the whole reason I switched over to here and I've talked about two other games and I cannot find it um, yeah, anyway, I don't know I haven't seen I, I haven't up. seen a point and click game like that in that style in a long time so yeah this I don't one know was, this one looked really good like that I cannot find it to tell you what it is uh, but anyway so that's the that's the uh, the Steam Next Fest. Go try out some games that uh, you might be interested in buying. You can make sure they work on uh, Proton before you before you purchase it. Yeah, and discuss uh, them on Discord if you want with us. I want to hear about To the Moon because I saw on Discord that you oh, played it, dude. And dude. I've I've heard so many good things about it. It's like in the RPG Maker game community, it's the one that's on. If you look at a top ten list, it is yep. on the list. Every yep. list. And uh, it's supposedly this really artful, uh, just like super tasteful game. Yep. Dude, like it. that game is now on my like top 10 list. Like it was that 
good. I mean, it's not even like a game. It's like it's basically like an adventure kind of with a with a side like game to it. Like you have these little mini games that you do and to progress through the story. Very simple mini game. But like, I mean, the story was just amazing. Like it almost it, it was the only pixel art game that has ever almost brought me to tears. (laughs) that's what everybody says (laughs) almost it's very close that is what everybody says about the game is that like it'll make you tear up which is i find astonishing to a game with such like you know pixelated like you get invested in these people like i'm there's no voice there's no voice acting right you're reading reading. the whole thing it's like a book almost (laughs) yeah I I really like that concept though, and you you were saying like you're solving puzzles and stuff. That's so similar. It's it's the same puzzle every single time, except for just a different way to 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 solve it. Huh? Huh? You gotta like it, it's like a it's like a photo of something, and there's these tiles they have to flip, and you have to flip them all to reveal the whole photo. Oh, and you okay. gotta do it in a certain order, but but that's how you progress through the through the game. I, I don't want to give too much away. Um, that right there, so that little that little duck uh, platypus yeah. thing, like that would be like distorted, and you'd have to figure out how to get the whole entire huh. image to show up. Wow, I uh, I've never played the game, so I couldn't possibly spoil it. What I have heard about the game is that the the premise is that there's this like it's almost like a. Um, uh, eternal dream or what is the eternal sunshine of a spotless mind um, where there's like this group of people that can come like um, implant memories in you or in eternal sunshine. They're actually helping you forget something, but this is like kind of the opposite. This they're is the helping, opposite. Yep. And you're trying to like help somebody like fulfill their life's goal uh, as they're on their deathbed, give them the memories of them being able to, to do that. Um, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what's going on. Yep. That is such a like wild premise. Yeah, and, and the story just totally blows you away. I mean, I'm talking blows you away. Like I can't, I, I, can't like, I can't exaggerate it enough. <laughs> all right, it's only nine ninety nine and uh wait, has, dude, wait, wait for the summer sale. It's the twenty ninth. It starts <laughs> the twenty ninth. I, I guarantee you it'll be like like two dollars. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um <laughs> I mean not that I don't want to not that I don't want to support the developer, but you know, money. <laughs> there is, I don't know if it's the same developer. There's a bunch, there's yes, a bundle here. Yes. That's a bunch so of finding games. paradise is the direct sequel to this game. Oh, wow. You helping another person, um, to oh. through their, through their, their ending days and all that stuff. Um, and it's a direct sequel. Like you're playing the same two characters that you're playing in the first game. Uh, I really want to get that one. That one. I am like, as soon as the sale comes on, I'm, I'm buying it immediately <laughs> see in my mind i'm thinking 9.99 i'll just buy this one and then when it yeah, well. comes on i'll buy some other game <laughs> <laughs> when you're broke oh. like me man <laughs> it's, just, it's just an excuse for me to buy a different like another game whenever the summer sale comes on um there's also imposter factory oh I've yeah, that one's this. a different game but it's like the same developers so i'm assuming it's going to be pretty good so Freebird games i'm just yeah so yeah, these are all Freebird games. Wow. Oh, dude, and they like they really get. I, I'm not going to spoil anything for saying this, but they really get you. And I should I should have looked this up after I saw it, but 
on the on the to the moon on the credits it, yeah. it tells you that the developer had uh cancer or something or somebody uh, oh, in the wow. development team had cancer and they said, you know, go to this site to support, you know, them, blah, 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 yada, yada. And I never looked up to see if they survived or, or what happened to them or Man. anything like that. I should do that because I mean, like it, it was like after that whole game, you're emotionally drained. Then they do that to you, which it, I'm just like, whoa, because <laughs> like the so whole wild. game, the whole game was based off of off of this guy having cancer and like basically what he would want to happen to him yeah so like that's that it's 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 just like it's like out of body experience the whole thing <laughs> that's so wild dude I, i'm gonna get it I, i've heard enough about it i want to i want to play it i just can't believe that it comes from that some small of a package like i can't believe that it comes yeah. from an rpg maker game to, yeah. to be it's not even like mv or, or mz it's ace it's ace oh wow which is the older one that's the probably the one i used when i was a kid well, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I was downloading them from LimeWire, so like I had like a bunch of different ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, <laughs> no, Ace Ace is right before MV, so I'm mm. not sure. I think it was 2012 or 20. Did you see the uh, PlayStation game that I, I sent a picture of in the Discord chat? The RPG Maker for PlayStation One. No, I don't think so. I must I must have missed that. I, I I posted it and tagged Junior, but it got it probably got lost in the shuffle. Oh um, crap! <laughs> I was at there's like a new there's like a new like vintage video game store at our mall. And oh wait, yes, I yes 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 I remember that was a while ago now. Could you imagine making an RPG Maker game using a controller on a PlayStation? I I could not imagine at all. Like that, that would take so long. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be the worst. That had to be the worst experience ever. How would uh, you put in text? Probably you have to use, you know, an old PlayStation <laughs> games where you have to go through all the letters and put in your name. A <laughs> scroll, 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 and scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> yeah, it had to be awful. Um. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about. We had so much stuff to talk about this episode uh, that maybe we uh, spin this off into next week, but. I'll give a little bit of a of a of a spoiler. I have all the hardware. Most of it's put together. Awesome. To, to build my home lab. Um, all I gotta put in now is I didn't have a hard all, all I had was a 250 gig hard drive. And Ooh. it doesn't seem like enough for a hard <laughs> for, for a home lab. <laughs> well, I, I mean you can get away with some stuff, but yeah. <laughs> over time you're gonna have problems. <laughs> you can't, can't store a whole lot on that, I guess. Um, so I ordered, um, I saw a sale on Newegg for these, like some weird brand, um, two terabyte SSD. So I ordered that. I, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. And again, yeah. we can make a full episode of it next week. Um, maybe in the discord and I'll post, I'll post something in there too. Yeah. Let's get people to post their home lab setups and we can discuss it. But yeah. I want to make one specifically so that I can make a VM with pass through GPU for video editing. Because the scenario I run into is that I install a Linux distro on my desktop for the show uh, or just, you know, because of the art trouble that we were having. I reformatted yes, several right. times. Uh, I'm reformatting all the time. And I get to these places where it's like, okay, well now I've got to install everything so I can edit the podcast and post it, you know? Yeah. Which takes more time. Right. But if I could just build a VM and always yep. have that available, then I could just remote into it and yep. edit the show that way. 
But then I'm thinking, why even, so I was going to do this all on Proxmox. Why even, I should just skip Proxmox. I should just make that. De- it's basically a, a video editing gaming desktop. Yeah, just RDP just, into it. I should just make it that and not do the Proxmox thing. Like you could I'm kind of, I'm kind of making this way more complicated for myself. Yeah. But that being said, I still want to do it. <laughs> I still want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I just uh, dual boot Proxmox, but, <laughs> but then whatever's running on Proxmox, you got to shut down. So I don't know. I'm still looking into, I'm still toying with the idea of Proxmoxing a VM for video editing. Um, but I don't have any plans. Like I'm not, I don't keep a lot of data. My philosophy on data is I, once I post a podcast episode, I delete it. Um, we have like pictures and things like that backed up various places online, but we don't have a big SSD full of it here at our house. Um, and like, I just don't keep a lot of stuff. I stream all my, I don't, I don't have big copies of TV shows and stuff. I stream all that stuff. Um, yep. Yep. Yep, and I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a data hoarder. <laughs> and, and another thing is, is like I'm not big on like I don't watch a lot of like traditional media. Like if I watch something, it's probably on YouTube. It, it, like I rarely. So right now, my wife and I are watching Barry on um, HBO Max. Okay, but that's literally the only show that I've I've watched in like three months. Like I just don't watch a lot of like just regular TV. So. I don't my, even know what my need is for a home a home lab, <laughs> other than I just want one. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it's good to just have one. I don't know. Just, yeah. just screw around with it, whatever. But right. like, so like for me, as far as that goes, the media stuff, like I yeah. don't like pretty much any new show. Like there's very few new shows that I like. And I just mm-hmm. rewatch old shows. Like we're my wife and I are, are watching Big Bang Theory for like the third mm. time now in like yeah. the last like six years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that's what I like about it. I can go back and watch the same show over again and like, oh I didn't catch that the first time, you know? Yeah. Um another idea I had was to make a Hackintosh. Um and I can make that the editing computer, but I really just want to do it just because I've never done it before. That, mm, that would be an interesting venture. Unfortunately, eventually you're going to run into the problem of it not being supported for um, uh, x86 anymore. But I don't think that's going to happen for a little mm. while yet. Um, trying to think of, uh, other uses we could, you know, we used to have a own cloud server. We could do that again. Um, I could host my own foundry BTT server. Um, okay. I host one through a service now and I don't use it. <laughs> yeah. The thing, the, the problem, the problem with self-hosting at home is like, unless you have a static IP, yeah. you really, you really have to do dynamic dns which is mm-hmm. fine but it makes things way more convoluted to get them ac- accessible outside of your network and inside like like yeah it takes a lot more steps to get next cloud set up for ddns than it does just setting it up to an ip that you have so i i think i think the the what i'm trying to express in this episode is that i want to build one and i need the listeners out there to help me come up with excuses <laughs> as to why yeah, I need one. Because right now, I just want to do it because I want to do it. I have no need for it whatsoever. I could just 
I could just install, uh, you know, Arch on this baby and just never touch it for anything other than video editing. And there's no reason to do Proxmox or anything. Um, but I want to find use cases and I think it would make for uh, good topics for the podcast too. So, yeah, like, um, I mean, I, I, I host some games. Yeah. Like Valheim. I have, I have a Valheim server. I, I have was about a to mine, say that. Yeah. We can I do Valheim. Say, I, have, I have a mind yeah. test server, which is the open source Minecraft. That's reason enough, man. That's reason enough. Oh, <laughs> Gaming podcast, hosting games. I mean, yeah, that's reason. That's reason enough. Yeah, there you go. What they need is a freaking. They need a Stardew Valley freaking server that is up all the time too. Because I can't stand the fact that they don't have an always on server. Now they did have a mod you could add, but you you it didn't it it, it doesn't work anymore because the, they never updated it for the newer version. And I don't understand how some of these hosting services do it. They have, they have hosted Stardew Valley servers. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you you do it? uh, Stardew Valley is the game that comes on the Tesla. (laughs) So in the, in the Tesla, when you're at a charge, whenever you're at a charger, there's a entertainment section that pops up. Yeah. And uh, there's a few games. Uh, Sonic is also one of the games, but uh, Stardew Valley is one of the games. (laughs) That you can that's, oh, that's hilarious oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> you can sit there and play it while your car's charging <laughs> oh man All when right, do you well, game when my car's charging <laughs> yeah that, I was, that's what made me think about it because the only time i've ever played stardew valley was was in the car nice. <laughs> and, and me and my son when i first got a tesla me and my son would go in the driveway just to play stardew <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> all right well um Oh, you know, another thing, <laughs> this is not a Tesla podcast, but there's a difference. There's AMD Teslas and Intel Teslas. I think what? the new ones. Yeah, I think the new ones are AMD. Mine is an Intel because it's one of the older ones and the AMDs are faster, I think. Let's I wouldn't be surprised, but. <laughs> let me see if that's, if that's still true. Oh my gosh, that's nuts. I didn't even realize they had like full-fledged processors in them. Yeah. Like so, obviously all cars do, but not, not like yeah, Intel it's, and it's, AMD. It's actually, if I were to ever sell my car, I doubt the person buying it would know that level of detail. If they're, but if they're a nerd like me, they would. You, you want the AMD. It's actually an AMD Ryzen. Um, it's a Ryzen. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Intel Atom is what my car has, and it's it's not as uh, it's not as high performance. No, no, there is no Intel Atom or Pentium or whatever the the <laughs> you know the whatever yeah. none of them can compare to any of the horizons at I this can, point i can tell it too whenever i do certain things in my car and it's like really slow i'm like <laughs> i should have i should have got that amg should have got the horizon <laughs> should have went team red baby <laughs> all right let's get out of here um help me come up with excuses for my um proxmox server and uh we will see you next week where we discuss home labs and all the things they're capable of Hopefully, Red Hat is uh, still. That's probably their next big announcement. Is that yep. they're switching everything over to iOS? They're getting rid of Linux, <laughs> the Linux kernel altogether. <laughs> and oh, uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Steam Summer Sale. Team Summer Sale. <laughs> yeah. So when does that start? When is this? Uh, when 29th, is this the 29th. The 29th of. Uh, so it rolls oh, right June. after this one. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Peace. See ya.